people might you know get killed and be martyred but the church um is a heavenly body you know so and we always have to honor our church we always have to be there for our church we always have to protect our church you know because yeah. it's it's something that christ died for and we have mm-hmm. to you know imitate christ in times of trouble yeah i just i just i mean i'm speechless after what you've told me this is like completely like are they out of their mind Welcome to Lucas Learns Life, a podcast where I have challenging, honest, and fun conversations with my nine-year-old son, Lucas. All right, Lucas, we're back. Yep, we're back. All right, um, so, you know, we have a little bit of a serious topic to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's about? Well, I don't... I mean, I know the basics. It's about Utopia, but I don't know basically what it's about. Yeah, I yeah. About well, I was hoping that you could tell me a little bit about what you know first, and then um, we can go from there, and I can tell you what you need to know. I have, know. like, no idea. Really? Yeah. What have you heard us talking about? You know, I've been... heard that there have been protests, period, that's all. Okay. And then, anything else? Do you know what the protests are about? Maybe the, the leader? Mm-hmm. Our prime minister? Have you also heard that it has something to do with the church? Mm-hmm. What do you think it has to do with? I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll explain it to you. I'll tell you what it's about. So basically, um, there's like a short-term version and then there's a long-term. So first I want to tell you the short-term. I know. Well, the background explanation I can tell you, but first I'll tell you what's actively happening. So what's actively happening right now is that in Ethiopia, in some parts of Ethiopia right now, um, the police and the government people that have been given instructions by the government have been arresting people who are going to church. Oh, can you say that again? I didn't know kind of. So people who are part of the government mm-hmm. and like law enforcement people mm-hmm. have been arresting Ethiopian Orthodox Christians and they've been beating Ethiopian Orthodox Christians and they've even been killing Ethiopian Orthodox Christians just for going to church. So you you remember, have you heard about, did you know the word persecution? Mm, Yeah, I've heard it. What does that mean? It's when you persecute someone. Yeah, but what does that mean? I don't know. Okay, so persecute means to hurt or kill someone for something that they believe in. So um, in terms of religious persecution, is when um, and we see we see this happen with a lot of the um, apostles that followed Christ. Actually, mm-hmm. they were um, beaten. They were um, some of them were even crucified like Christ. Some of them were put in prison like Paul. Saint Paul, he was in prison when he wrote four of his books. Um, and so, 
uh, religious persecution is, is suffering for the sake of your faith, basically. And so um, that's currently happening in Ethiopia, where the government really um, wants to weaken the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. And so that's a good question. So there's a reason for it. So I guess when we back up a little bit, it's actually important for me to first explain to you the structure of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, okay? But okay. let's back up and even first talk about how the church came to be, okay? So um, who established the church? Um, Peter, St. Peter. St. Peter, but St. Peter was whose apostle? Jesus. Okay, So exactly. Jesus basically established because they told, he basically told him, so. Yeah, he told the apostles and the different apostles went all around the world establishing churches, okay? And actually St. Peter himself had many apostles and one of those apostles was St. Mark. St. Mark! Yeah, oh. yeah. So St. Mark then had other apostles. Oh, well. And his apostles, like he taught a group of apostles and they taught a group of apostles and they taught a group of, a group of apostles. And that gets us all the way to present day and the current apostle or what we call patriarch of the ethiopian orthodox church his name is abuna matias i've heard that name before okay so he's the patriarch of the ethiopian orthodox church and we can directly link his leadership all the way to jesus wow yeah so that's why the ethiopian orthodox Tawahiro church and the other kind of um, what we call apostolic churches mm -hmm. they're not man-made they're not like a group of people that said you know we love god let's open a church that's not how it works the way it works is through what the um christ established and when the holy spirit came and ascended on the you know on the um on the apostles mm -hmm. and they went out to teach all around the world that spirit so the holy spirit is living within the church and it's been passed down from generation to generation mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah so what that what's that called apostolic, apostolic su succession. succession apostolic succession is what it's called mm -hmm. so whenever there are disputes and disagreements within the church the way that we resolve it is by prayer, fasting, and having dialogue. Okay. Oh. What What's dialogue? Covered like talking through it. Oh, peacefully. okay, yeah. Uh -huh. So what happened is that there were a group of three bishops within the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. Okay, I have to. I forgot. I have to tell you another fact that's important. So I already know what bishops are. I know, but the thing is, how do bishops get appointed or ordained? Do you get selected, just like presidents select? Not, not quite. So, but they get the way they get ordained. They, there is a process to for the people to give feedback, but the way they get ordained officially is through a patriarch. So there's one patriarch, right? And the patriarch is the one who can ordain bishops, and then the bishops can ordain priests and deacons. So that's how the rank works. There's deacons, priests, bishops, and then there's the patriarch. Okay? So what happened is a few weeks ago, uh, three bishops who um, had, for a while, had some problems with, within the church. Um, and, uh. 
What okay. do you mean exactly by like okay, problems? problems? Okay, good, good question. So these three bishops felt like we needed to do more to serve people within Ethiopia who didn't speak Amarinya. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they wanted to. They felt like they needed to serve the people of, especially in the Oromia region. They wanted to do a better job serving those people, which is good, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Like we want to serve people here in America who speak English, right? But there have been people within the church, uh, or rather, rather outside of the church, actually, who um, are interested in dividing people in Ethiopia based along ethnic lines so there are a group of people who want to focus instead of saying we are ethiopians i think we talked about this a long time ago they want to more divide people based on ethnicity so um focusing more on someone is like amara and Tigray, Tigre and uh oromo and those types of things is is what people some people want to f- highlight those differences between us instead of realizing that we are actually a lot we have a lot of similarities because we're yeah. people yeah like some people um would be like people aren't usually like oh yeah i'm from north carolina i'm from alaska i'm from wyoming i'm from texas I'm yeah they're from they're Pennsylvania. they're mo- they're mostly focused on the fact that they're american yeah of course you can have like pride of you know your own local um group but you are not like necessarily focused you're not gonna gonna get into a fight with someone saying one is better than the other right and um and so anyway so there are groups of people who are trying to divide people based on ethnicities and when they heard about these bishops they started telling those bishops hey guess what you should do you should start your own church instead of having the ethiopian orthodox church don't be part of the ethiopian orthodox church be part of the oromo orthodox church what yeah but oromo are basically part of Ethiopia. That's impossible unless they split and they exactly. become their own country. Like the Eritrean Orthodox Church yeah, makes sense because they're split. Exactly. But. So anyways, so what happened is then a few weeks ago, the Oromo, those three bishops said, one of them said, I am now patriarch. And they they um, found 25, 26 people. Hold on, let me finish. 26 people. And they appointed those 26 people as bishops, random people. Because they said, oh, we are not, I'm not a patriarch. I can do this. I am going to start appointing bishops. And then the idea is to tell those bishops, now guess what, guys? You have all this power to appoint deacons and priests. So go all around the Oromia region and opening up you know, churches. Or if there are churches already there, take, take over because now they belong to you. And we are now officially the Oromo, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, but with, with Oromia, uh, you know, like representing essentially does that make sense mm-hmm. so yeah question so um i was gonna say um basically why like why would they do that like they're part of i mean ethiopia now i kind of like understand what they're trying to basically do because like so basically you're telling me they're um I just, I don't get, like, how, like, why would they even want to do that? I, I kind well, of they didn't even it. tell the patriarch. That's the thing. So that what they could have done is they could have gone to the patriarch and they could have said, hey, we need more bishops in our area. And so we need more bishops. They could have said that and they could have, you know, had that conversation. Or if they felt like, hey, you know what? 
we need more books in Oromiya or we need more sermons in Oromiya. They could have done that, right? And and guess what? And I'll show you later, but the, the church has actually prepared a lot of books. Like the Kadasi has been prepared. A lot of the prayers like Udasi Mariam and a lot of those prayer books that we have there are prepared in Oromiya. The church has lots of resources for people who speak Oromiya, definitely more than English, okay? More should be done, again, I, I agree, more should be done. But you know, this is not the way, right? But so this is part one of the problem. So this happened and the Ethiopian Orthodox Toharo Church, I guess like, let me ask you, okay? So let's say you are a patriarch right. within the Ethiopian Orthodox Toharo Church and you just found out that three of the people, three of the bishops within the church have now started like basically started appointing new bishops without your knowledge. What should happen to them? Well, first of all, I would, first of all, I would like, like ask them why. And I mean, if there isn't a good answer, I would just, I would just get like disappointed in them. I may even sue them. So the church actually has a, a, a process. So whenever someone does something wrong, what you do is, so they held an emergency meeting. They had called all the bishops all around the world because there are a lot of bishops also here in the US that administer the churches in North America and Europe and all of that. So they all got together. And actually what they decided to do is they said, these bishops have to, um, um, they did something unlawful within the church. Right, because remember the apostolic succession. Right, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that like you just do your own thing on the side. We don't do that in our in the Orthodox Church. Everything is passed down, right, from all the way from Christ. So we don't we don't we don't just like open up a church whenever we feel like it. That's not a thing we do. So, but the with the uh, what the collection of bishops and priests they're called the Holy Synod. Have you heard of that synod? Mm-hmm or synodos, if you've heard of synodos before. Yes. That's just like the, the collection of church leaders, okay? So they met and they decided to excommunicate or essentially kick out these three bishops and the 25 illegal bishops for the things that they did wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. But they said they can come back. They can, if they repent, they can come back. And guess what happened? What? One of the 25, 26 came back. He gave a speech. In synodos and, and I saw him, he was like tearful and he said, I'm so sorry. I honestly, he said, I didn't know what was going on. They just like one day they were like, oh, we are going to make you a bishop. And it was very confusing. It all happened so fast. So, he, but he apologized in a letter and everyone welcomed him back. You see what I'm saying? But then all the other ones, they did not do that. And the government of Ethiopia, this is where the problem is, is now telling these people, you guys can go and start open it, like getting to your churches now because you guys are allowed to do that. So up until this point, you could have said this was more of an internal matter within the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. People needed to find a solution. Mm-hmm. But what happened is then in, in some regions in Ethiopia, the local government with guns and the military and the police started escorting these illegally appointed bishops to churches in the local area and they started shooting at anyone who stood in their way so if anybody was like hey you can't come in here you've been kicked out of the church by the holy synod they would shoot 
They were arresting priests who said, you can't come into our church, arrest. And um, so it's been reported that, you know, about 30 people so far have been killed, including one priest defending their church. Wow. And the government came out to the president, uh, the prime minister. Do you, you know who the prime minister is? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Abiy Ahmed. Yeah. He came out with a speech, and in his speech, he said, Oh, this is just an easy problem. I don't know why they don't solve it. I mean, it's just a matter of talking, but I'm not. And the, what the Ethiopian Orthodox taught, what Kirk said, is like, Please stop these illegal people. We're telling you that these people are illegal. But the local police who Abi can stop, right? The, the leader of Ethiopia, he can stop them. But he's saying, I'm not going to stop them from worshiping their God in their own language. But that's not the problem. That's not what we're, you know, that's not what we are complaining about, right? What we're complaining about is people should not be shot to death when they're at church. And that's kind of what's going on in some parts of Ethiopia, including in Shashamane, which we went to. We went through when we went to Awasa. We went through Shashamane, which is, you know, like a lot of, you know. And what, what's happened is like, it's not really people who are like part of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church that are causing a lot of the problem. It's people outside who want to weaken the church. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. People like the Prime Minister who wants to, you know, he wants to divide and conquer. So basically the Prime Minister is not Orthodox. He's not. He wants to weaken the church though because he wants to have power so he wants to like make sure each group is fighting so first you know for a long time remember there was a war in Tigray in northern mm-hmm. Ethiopia so that that got like Tigrayans and Amara's people to fight amongst each other then he got uh, now this is turning out to be like Oromo versus like Orth- you know Ethiopian Orthodox you know so he's sowing a lot of division so people get really mad at each other and he's telling the Oromos Hey, like, you guys deserve your own church. Yeah, you guys should have your own church. This is great. Mm. But that's not, this is not the way you do it. Not He's by not killing a good people. Prime minister. No. They should impeach him. Uh, yeah, so. But, wait, but. Uh, wait, is that part of their government? Impeaching? Um, I think if there is probably, I think, a way to remove a leader if they're not fit to lead. But. Um, they're not fit. Yeah, and so what's happening is, um, so for example, a lot of the things that's, that have been happening, like when people have been shot, or like I saw a video of like, um, so the past three days, what you've been seeing is during the fast of Nunaway, the Holy Synod came out and said everyone should wear black, because it's a time of sadness and mourning, so everyone should wear black. But then in Ethiopia, they, the prime minister and like the government office, they said, if anyone wears black, like you can't enter. So you can't go to the mall if you're wearing black. Or if you are wearing black, you might even get arrested, basically. Like you get in trouble for wearing black. So they made it so that, and even they t- in some local areas, they took out black clothes from the shopping. So on purpose, you know what I'm saying? To try to get at faithful believers, you know? I would wear black and stay home. Yeah. And the nice thing, though, is a lot of people have been out peacefully protesting and praying. And um, the church came out today and said, we're going to hold a peaceful protest on Sunday afternoon. 
and then the government made a little statement and they basically said that you know they feel like the church is trying to do this in order to take over the government doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. even because the church has come out again and again and has said to the people who are coming to the protest or the peaceful protest they said do not bring any weapons with you just bring your bible and your cross and if we die we die if we get killed we get we're because we become martyrs for the church and all of the people who've been killed so far they're considered martyrs within the church because wow. they died protecting their church and there are people, you know, even young people in their 20s, late teens, 30s, you know, people, Mazamrans, Diakons, who died. It's shocking, right? Mm-hmm. So what we, what we can do, you know, um, and what we've been asked to do by the church is number one really pray so that god can intervene and god can give us mercy and he can turn the hearts of the enemies who are doing this it's all because of those three bishops and also a little bit of the government the government yeah yeah the government for sure and and i think um so that we that's why the past three days we were fasting and praying and um, just like God gave mercy to the people of Nineveh after they fasted and prayed, we also did that as well. So that was what the prayers were all about. That was what, you know, everything that you've been hearing, it's been about that. Because every day we've just been seeing more and more and more of this problem. And so we're scared what's going to happen. We're scared what's going to happen on Sunday when all of those people come out on the peaceful protest. And what if the government decides to just shoot at them? You know? What if they say, like, when they're, like, half, like, when they're halfway done, what if they say, now now protests are illegal? Well, that's the problem. So that that's kind of what they're saying. They're, they're making it sound like they're going to, so they can do that by saying this is an emergency of time and we don't know some, some people. They even said in the letter, some people within this movement, they said, basically, within the church, they think are, like, affiliated with like you know terrorism and wanting to throw over the government but like no one in the church cares about throwing the government like they what they care about is praying in peace yeah so it just i mean it's just weird and sad Mm -hmm. and sad i just feel like the church and the government so the government basically shouldn't like they should just like other than other than the prime minister what do you mean when you say government so essentially the cabinets the um the the law enforcement like the president the uh, the, the police in the local area you know the police chiefs and the mayors like Wow. So both the federal government and the local government. But the nice thing is there are still people within that are saying, like, I saw one guy, for example, resigned from the government. He said, I don't want to be part of this, you know, group. And then I, we, we also saw um, people that are part of the police that came out today that said, 
hey, my faith is more important to me than my job. So I'm going to I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand with my church. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So All right, Lucasie, um do you have any questions? Yeah. So this Sunday they're going to just go up out on the peaceful protest and they could just all get shot and killed. Well, let's pray that that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? That's, you know, I mean, that that's a lot of people, you know, and I I'm going to pray that that there's an end to this and um and even if even if there's still the misunderstanding around, you know, the the bishops and you know if we need to have a conversation that's a different situation but the first the first issue is you got to not let you got you, can, you know, can't kill people when they're praying you yeah. can't um shoot at them when they're in the church like that's not okay so um and it should be illegal but their leader is bad well the uh, you know the leaders the the government the country's leaders are not following their own laws so um and so you know the reason why i'm teaching you all of this is just so you are aware of the fact that um you know the church has been here for 2000 years it was founded by god by christ himself and the church is not going to go anywhere people might you know get killed and be martyred but the church um is a heavenly body you know so and we always have to honor our church we always have to be there for our church we always have to protect our church you know because yeah. it's it's something that Christ died for and we have to mm-hmm. you know imitate Christ in times of trouble yeah i just i just i mean i'm speechless after what you've told me this is like completely like are they out of their mind like they're they're even more confusing to me like they're confusing me more than thinking that black people have our three-fifths of the person this is even more confusing i agree i agree with that you know so and i have an idea how about after sunday we talk about what happened as part two sure that sounds mm-hmm. good all right but for now that's it and we'll pray we'll hope church. and pray that you guys also pray and we'll pray that Hopefully Sunday is... No one gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.